So awakening is uh, awakening from the trance of the I thought to uh, resting as awareness. And uh, I want to, uh, this afternoon, I want to look a bit at the first part, uh, uh, waking up from the trance of the I thought. And uh, it, sometimes it happens when um, when we explore that uh, that it gets very heady, very like uh, you know, brings us into the thoughts and into the discussion. So let's see if we can do it. Um, in a bit more contemplative, in a, in a bit more experiential way. And then uh, in the meditation, I also want to uh, invite you into uh, investigation, into a searching for that sense of self, that sense of me. And probably you all know that, according to the Buddhist teachings, not only the, to the Buddhist to the Buddhist uh, teachings, but the Buddha formulated it very clearly in the Second Noble Truth. There is a cause for suffering. There is a cause for stress. One cause. So there is one cause for all your problems. No matter what the problem is, not, no matter what the suffering is, and this cause is. Ignorance. And ignorance is the identification with the I thought, the identification with the separateness. And with that sense of separateness comes the self self-centeredness, comes the worries, comes the reactivity, comes get out of my territory, comes I want this for me, comes uh, all all uh, all heavy emotions come from the sense of me, the sense of I. And then, with the sense of I, there's this other uh, word then, which causes our problems, and that's mine. This is really a little devil, this mine. Before it was just an iPhone. It was just sitting there in, in in the in the window, and and there was a little crash in it. Who cares? But then, if it's mine, and that mine is not in the iPhone, it's something we put onto, we label it onto it, we project it onto it, and then it appears back to us. So the I thought, yeah, so the identification with the I thought. So it's it would be a little bit. Uh, imagine, you know, some of your organs, uh, like the liver, the heart, would, uh, let's say, the liver would suddenly develop this capacity of selfing, this mental process of selfing, and would suddenly say I. I 
a problem in uh, with us is also that uh, then this I became a name from the parents and from the brothers and sisters and from the uncle and aunts and in the school. So this I became a name. Yeah? So now we need to invent someone who gives a name to the to the liver who says I. And then the liver feels separate. It, the, the liver creates a sense of uh, me and the others. Me against the rest of the body. And everything for me. And then sometimes the liver feels very lonely. Oh, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm so separate. <laughs> and uh, the body which we belong to is limitless. So the, 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 the body the liver belongs to is, is quite, quite small towards the body which we belong to. So this is, in the Buddhist teachings, it's called self-grasping. And so one thing is, one thing is good to, to realize. You know, when we say, oh, there's a sense of I, there's a sense of me. So that, that would be a little bit like, I, I would say, you know, oh, oh there, there's a deer outside. There's a deer outside. You know, and we are, oh, and then we go out and where's the deer? And then you come back and you say, I, I, we didn't see a deer. And then I say, no, no, there was just a sense of a deer. There was a sense of a deer. And of course you look and then there is no deer because the sense of the deer does not mean that there is a deer. So there is a sense of I, there is a sense of me, but if you look like if we would look for the deer, we don't find it. We don't find it in the body. We don't find it in the mind. And of course, we don't find it outside, outside of the body-mind. We don't find it on the table. So, and... What is important is this is an investigation, an inquiry we need to do again and again and again. At one point, I you know that's a few years ago, I thought, yeah, of course, I mean, that's obvious. You think a little bit. I mean, everyone says this. You, know, you can look into neuropsychology or in Western philosophy or, you know, in, so it's, it's, not, it's not the Buddhist invention. Uh, so I thought, yeah, okay, I understood it. So now what? I'm still reactive. <laughs> so what is important is we need to do. We need to actually do this investigation again and again. It's not enough to just think a little bit about it and then say, yeah, of course, it's, I can't find a separate solid me. Yeah. So it's something one needs to do again and again and again. And actually doing the searching. And it needs a bit of a mental energy to do that. That's why we get lazy in, in that. Yeah? So it, it needs a bit of 
and particularly if you know that you're not going to find it. <laughs> yeah, so then you think, what about this silly thing? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this meditation anymore because I know already that I'm not finding a self. But still, you need to do it. And you need to do it a kind of freshly. And, and, and so like... Like the same way when I say, wow, there's a deer. And then you go out and then you look for it. You look there, you look there, you look there, and then you... No, there's no deer. So in the same way, uh, we need to do the looking again and again. The best is every day. And the best is actually a few times a day, particularly in, in a moment where you are reactive. When you, when you are sitting there with the ice block. The ice block is not the problem. The mind is the problem. And the mind comes from the eye. So if there is no eye, no owner, that makes a huge difference. So if there is a challenge, I mean, of course, it's not possible if, if we are completely involved and completely reactive, then we need to kind of do some preliminary practices of stabilizing and calming down and you know, doing some breathing or some movement or whatever helps. Uh, but then there is a possibility, okay, who has that problem? And you look for you, for that for the owner of the problem, the owner of the feelings, the owner of the thoughts, the one who is thinking, the one who is having a feeling. So what if you don't find that one who has the feeling, who has the thoughts? That is a big relief. So when you when you come to that place of not finding now we all we 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 have a sense already that when you come to that that place of not finding you don't there is not nothing there is not something solid something but there is not nothing in the same way maybe you had a sense in the death process you know when every when every everything went yeah, maybe you find you, you find like, oh, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. I don't know what this is, but wow. It feels almost better than being there <laughs> where I just came from. <laughs> yeah. So that's why Sometimes it's good in this inquiry to start with a bit of a familiarization with awareness. Pure awareness. That's where you end up in the inquiry when you don't find the separate self. And you need to hear this again and again. You have heard this before what I said and you will and you have to hear it again. And you have to hear it from different teachers and different traditions. You have to hear it from science. You have to hear it from Western philosophy. You have to, you have to hear it from different people. And, and more, more recognition the person talking has, more, 
more uh, more effective it will be. And of course, the I thought will put up a big fight. It will not say okay, goodbye. <laughs> the I thought will be will pick, pick will put up a big fight. What's this? It's me. What is he talking about? It was always me. Of course, I have the pro. I have this pain, not you. Yeah, or it will say, oh, this is too philosophical. It's, it has nothing to do with my life. It's just theory. It's just philosophy. I don't want to think about that. It's, I'm too stupid to understand this. You know, create some haze. So, like some clouds so that it can continue to terrorize you. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not, I mean, this is not, uh, you don't need to have a PhD to understand this. It's not complicated. It's not that difficult. And you need to look. So that's not something, uh, of course, the teachings on emptiness and studying it. Uh, you know, that helps, so you get a conceptual understanding. Yeah, but but the the undermining or the the deconstruction happens when you look and you don't find it. Of course, that does not mean that you don't exist. The liver exists. But it does not exist as a separate, solid, uh, independent thing. So when when we uh, when we are a part of this uh, inquiry is also uh, to uh, to to experience how you exist. So how you don't exist. You don't exist as a separate, solid me. It's just kind of jumping from one moment to the next. Well, that's the sense we have. Like it was, it was me who came here this morning, and it was me who arrived here, and it was me ten years ago who had that divorce, and it was me twenty years ago who finished the study, and it was me who was going to school, and it was me who was born. So there's a sense of that me. Completely hallucinated. Completely made up by the conceptual mind, by this mental process of selfing. So, yeah, and and the, that that uh, that I thought uses everything to solidify its existence. So the I thought will also use spiritual experiences and spiritual knowledge to solidify itself. 
That's the problem in the gradual path. Because the gradual path implies that there is someone who has a problem and who needs to walk a path and who needs to be liberated. What if there is nobody you need to liberate? So, in different words, by Lama Yeshe, we instinctively feel that we exist as something very real, definite and substantial. So, in the Guluk tradition, uh, following the, the, the teachings of Lama Tsongkhapa, it has said that this is a very important step, the fir this first step of getting a sense how we, we really feel. We feel that we exist as something very real, definite and substantial. There is a feeling of that. There is a sense of that. And this is particularly strong when we are criticized or when we feel rejected or when we feel praised or when we feel afraid. There is a sense of I, me. It's there all the time, yeah. So it's also then there when we when we when we meditate here, or I'm meditating. This is happening to me. The, yes, this is happening. Yes, there is thoughts, but so there is a thought arising, and then there is a kind of afterthought, and that's oh me. There's a thought, so there must be someone thinking. Oh, there's a feeling. There must be someone who, who, is, who is having that feeling. Oh, there's a problem. Oh, there must be someone who is owning that problem. Someone who is responsible for that problem. So the, it's something extra which we, which we project. And, and we do it, we have to do it constantly. That's how we, how we keep it alive. We have to do it constantly. So we have no doubt about this real me. And it, it seems absurd to think of it as just another hallucination. Isn't it? It seems absurd. I mean, if I would tell this to my mother... <laughs> I mean, it seems absurd because it's so, uh, it's so, uh, it's so different than the way we sense and the way we are raised and the way we talk and the way we relate to each other. Of course it seems to be absurd to say this. This is like, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like in this, in this movie Matrix, yeah? It seems absurd to think, because we you know everyone is living in that hallucinated world, it seems absurd to think it's not like that. It is not like that. It's counter-instinctual. 
So this teaching is counter-instinctual. Yet, if we take the trouble to search for this supposedly concrete I or me, we will discover that we cannot find it anywhere. Neither our head, our arm, our leg, nor any other, par any other part of your body is our I. The same is true for our mind. None of the countless thoughts or feelings that continu continuously arise and disappear is the real me. This innate belief in something that is not true, this innate belief in something that is not true, this fundamental source of all our problems, the fundamental source of our, all our problems, can be called ego grasping. We did not have to learn this mistaken belief. It has been with us intuitively since birth. In fact, it was ego grasping itself that propelled us to take birth, as we did in the first place. Is it hot in here or yes? Yeah. yes. Maybe we can uh, yeah. put down the. <coughs> Sometimes I get so hot when I talk about this. So. <laughs> <laughs>